Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Five, four, three, two, one. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states. We are controlling transmission. There is another world that awaits, far beyond what we can see and feel. A place that's anything but ordinary. What you believe might not be. Step into the zone of the best unknown. UFOs, aliens, ghosts, people, conspiracies and cover-ups. And to the paranormal we go. It is amazing to me how synchronistic our shows can be. Uh, One night, uh, we discuss one subject from a particular angle, and then the next night, uh, we tackle a completely different subject, and yet sometimes it seems to just intersect. I've gotten that feeling over the last couple of episodes of this program, exactly that feeling uh, that we're hitting on some of the the same subjects in which we've hit about in previous programs uh, and you know the guests don't know each other they don't know that they're going to be on they probably haven't listened to each entire episode that I've ever done which makes it uh, to me very very credible very very credible uh that uh, everybody is basically, for the most part, saying the same thing, which uh, is one thing that you want in order to pass the smell test. And, of course, individuals who don't necessarily know each other, haven't met each other, and yet are claiming pretty much mostly the same thing. Tonight, we are going to uh, discuss whether or not we are being groomed for an alien invasion. Because to me, ladies and gentlemen, the signs are all around us. And I do believe that the chances of one of the individuals present for the UAP hearing last week is a disinformation agent. Whether they know it or not whether they believe that they're telling the truth 
as they know it. I believe each of those men who testified believe it to be true, believe it to be credible. But there were some individuals also seated as well in that front row right behind the witnesses. And in a couple of uh, instances, you can see the uh, witnesses lean over in which to converse with some of those individuals in the in the front row. So was it a psychological operation? Was it a, an intelligence operation? Tonight we're going to discuss Operation Invasion because we've been warned about this for decades. We've been warned by individuals uh, who are actually no longer with us. And perhaps it's because they knew too much. But look around. Uh, congressional action. We've seen that over the past couple of years with now three hearings before Congress in just over a year's time. Whistleblowers coming forward, almost seemingly out of the woodwork after they uh, feel that they have additional protections now uh, through some legislation in which they can come forward and discuss this without feeling like they're going to lose their retirement, like they might go down in rank, whatever the case happens to be. And uh, groundbreaking public statements being made as well. Uh, seemingly uh, not every day, but it, it doesn't surprise me when there is a new public statement out there from an official who is in the know, an official who has seen the videos that they can't release to us, the additional videos, and who probably has maybe even seen more than that, and yet they are signed to secrecy. However, they can still make statements in which if they saw something, uh, they can speak generally. Well, I've seen some of this stuff, but I can't really tell you what it is. But by telling us they've seen some of this stuff, that says it all. Because, well, if you have seen that stuff, that must mean that there is something to it. If they have to have a closed-door meeting in which to discuss that, uh, that probably does tell you uh, that there might be something to it. We also have major motion pictures being released. Now, there was a Stranger Things that started a couple of years ago, and now they're stalling out for bringing us the uh, the next season of that. The Alien series, of course, uh, Men in Black, Fire in the Sky, and going way back, uh, Invasion of the Saucer Men. Uh, that comes to mind. This is all part of, you know, planting the seed about priming us for contact, a potential alien invasion. In fact, in the recent movie, which I highly recommend, saw it just a couple of weeks ago, Asteroid City, produced by Wes Anderson. There's an alien that comes down and steals the meteorite uh, that is on display that crashed into this town. Ship comes down, alien descends, grabs the meteorite, takes off. The whole town is just kind of mesmerized. Their mind is almost wiped of the situation in a case of amnesia 
which we've heard about in some of these events. And then, of course, the alien brings the meteorite back. So you're waiting all movie uh, movie long for the alien invasion to return, and, and there it is. Uh, there's another new movie. It's actually called Alien Invasion. Imagine that. And it is set for release this year as well. It follows a group of friends who find a large egg, but little do they know that it contains an unwelcome predator, they say, and they must stop it from reaching civilization. So the fact is we are being groomed. We are being primed for such a, an event. Recently, there was a study. I don't know if you happened to catch it or not, but uh, it ranked uh, the states as far as their survivability of an alien invasion, which when I first thought about it, I really just chuckled. And I go, these people aren't really serious. I mean, how can you survey readiness in response to an alien invasion. I mean, are there official protocols that happen when there's an alien invasion? And if that was the case, uh, that's a story in and of itself. Official protocols for an alien invasion. And then you have to go through those steps and determine which places uh, meet those and, and which do not. Apparently, Virginia they say, is the best place to survive an alien invasion. Not so much on the West Coast. So if you're like me and uh, other of my friends out here on this uh, side, the left coast of the country, uh, we are the least prepared for an alien invasion. Take it for what it's worth. I still don't put much weight behind it. I don't know how scientific it is. I don't know how you can really judge something like the survivability of an alien invasion, but what it does say is that uh, the appetite for this content is out there. People are thinking about it. It's getting editors at newspapers and social media companies interested in testing the populace, people are interested in responding. Uh, and even if it's not, uh, even if just which to uh, indicate, uh, well, what's on their mind. It's a good, it's a good way to uh, test the waters. But the proceedings of late, as I mentioned, of all the congressional action, everything that's been happening behind the scenes when it comes to UFOs, uh, claims of crash debris, alien bodies, even efforts to cover all of this stuff up. Well, it's renewed fears of an operation in which to stage an alien invasion to bring about something known as the New World Order, something that was once thought just to be a conspiracy. But it is widely believed, at least among the UFO community, those whose minds are already open to the subject, who have maybe dug into some information through some documents, Freedom of Information Act requests, gone off the beaten path to find this information, that something known as Project Bluebeam was an operation designed to bring all of this about. I've been saying for a while, 
especially with as divided as this world has become on so many complex issues, what would an alien invasion do to mankind? Would it bring us together? Would we then realize that it's not us against everybody, it's us against them? Uh, But for what reason? For what reason would something like Project Bluebeam exist? Why would there be this coordinated effort or this orchestrated effort in which to carry this out? Well, the purpose of Project Bluebeam is simply to abolish everything. You know what they tried to do during... The pandemic was to basically kill everything and everyone who wasn't hardened up. But to do so, to abolish everything, abolish competition, abolish, abolish you know, church and state, uh, basically shatter one's beliefs, wear us down to where then we all march to the beat of the same drum. You abolish everything You create a one-world government, and there the processes are in place in which to establish a new world order. Hey, I know this is out there, friends. I certainly am not the only one who has ever discussed this. This has been a theory that's been out there for several decades, Uh, really came to be during the 90s. And really actually suffered kind of a resurgence during the pandemic in the last couple of years. When people were wondering, well, were we wrong about the means that it was going to be a staged alien invasion in which to bring out the New World Order? Uh, or are they trying to do it through a you know, a pandemic? And so the theory kind of came back to the forefront during the pandemic days. And those who believe in this believe that NASA and perhaps the United Nations are behind this, and they're doing so through highly advanced technology. The question is, is this more than a conspiracy theory? We will entertain that tonight on our program. Operation Invasion, just getting underway across the USA. Stick around. We have got a lot more to come right after this. Into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. This is Into the Paranormal across the USA. So good to have you with us tonight, somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Are we on the brink of an alien invasion? If we are, is it going to be the real thing? Are we going to use our military in which to carry this out? Is it just going to be, uh, you know, something that we uh, put pictures and video up as released by our government and try to fake? Kind of like they faked the moon landing. (laughs) 
halfway kidding about that one. Welcome back to the program, Brad Olson, who is a world traveler, a researcher, and an author, including the three-part esoteric series, Modern Esoteric, Future Esoteric, and Beyond Esoteric. He's a well-known public speaker and event producer. BradOlson.com is his website. Brad, how are you? Hey, Jeremy, I'm doing quite well. Thanks for having me back on Into the Paranormal. It's good to have you here. Uh, what do you think about uh, this whole, uh, is is it a conspiracy theory, this whole Project Bluebeam thing? Uh, are there some documents that uh, point to its existence? Yeah, I love that term, conspiracy theory. It was uh, invented during the Warren Commission for anybody that was questioning the results of the uh, findings of the Kennedy assassination. So this has been in that category, as you said in the setup piece, for not years, but decades. Really, this story broke in the uh, 1970s. And the main uh, first thrust of Operation Bluebeam, this fake alien invasion scenario, came from uh, Werner von Braun, the paperclip Nazi of all people who helped start up NASA and came over to this country, um, invented the Mercury rocket and the Apollo rockets. But it was always said that the, that the Germans didn't really lose World War II, but they sequestered all the high technology for themselves down in Antarctica and several large tracts of land in Antarctica. So Werner von Braun had a change of heart at the end of his life, uh, feeling that he needed to warn the world. And he told his assistant, Carol Rosen, that the fake alien invasion would be the last card played before an implementation of the New World Order. But the fake alien invasion actually comes in many steps, and we'll probably should discuss that in the next segment, because each one is a bit uh, complicated leading up to the big event, the big spy opera, and then culminating afterwards with people clamoring for a one world government and so many other things that come with the new world order agenda, which we've seen start to roll out now. So I think we're really in the opening salvos of Project Bluebeam, Jeremy. So is there a playbook of sorts? There is, very much so. And it goes through uh, about five different steps. The first is being seen right now, and that is all this contact with ETs. Where? Why is this all of a sudden starting now? Where well, They've had 75 years to uh, talk about the Roswell crash, and that was never forthcoming. Now why is it that Lester Holt is on NBC Nightly News in the month of May talking about the Pentagon report that there's a massive mothership in our solar system. Yeah, and why is uh, Sean Kirkpatrick, the head of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, talking about motherships, things defying physics, and perhaps uh, alluding to an alien invasion of some sort, uh, keeping him up at night? Yeah, strange times to be living in. Operation Invasion tonight with Brad Olson on Into the Parabnormal will continue after the news.
This is Paranormal News. Algorithms are helping researchers determine the age of stars and identify potentially hazardous asteroids more easily. The first, conducted by a team at the United Kingdom's Keele University, uses the lithium abundance of stars along with its temperature to determine how old they are. They're hoping to use this same method to determine the age of other stellar properties one day. In the second project, programmers at the University of Washington and University of Illinois have invented a new algorithm to detect near-Earth objects. More than 2,000 potentially hazardous asteroids have been discovered to date, but there are bound to be more out there. This new method has led to the discovery of a 600-foot-long asteroid known as 2022 SF-289 that's expected to come within 140,000 miles of Earth. George Henry, Paranormal News. alien invasion of Earth will take place in the near future. The NWO, the Shadow Masters, they finally got us right where they want us. And this is the final, the absolute final step to take over this whole planet. The final thing is going to be a staged alien invasion. Staged as in you would stage a military operation with your landing forces and your follow-on forces and your support forces, right? Or staged as in eight. Some people think that the globalization is going to occur after a false flag alien invasion, and that's why all these UAP and UFOs are coming up in the media because they're going to falsify something that's going to create enough fear to where we all listen to the one world government. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon, somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, you're traveling into the paranormal with Jeremy Scott. Ah, the aliens are coming for us. They get us so freaked out. We think that they're going to annihilate us, that they have these weapons and they're coming for us. And so we bow down. Uh, maybe we get the mark. Uh, maybe we do whatever it else we it is that we have to do in order to be, um, what, a not a, uh, a problem in this scenario. When this scenario goes down... Uh, there will be those who will walk right along with it, and there's others who will resist it. And for those who resist it, uh, it basically means uh, – well, it could mean your life, and it's not going to be a, a, a good time uh, to be had unless you get in line. Um, so as far as this playbook of sorts, I was asking Brad Olson – about this, and uh, he was getting ready to tell us about the different steps involved, and it uh, seems like uh, we're living through the early implementation of this. Is that accurate, Brad? Are we late in the state, uh, in the late stages? Well, late stages after we see it all. It has to be a big space opera up in the sky, and the whole world is captivated by it. But we're in the early salvos where they're conditioning people's minds that aliens are lurking in our solar system and now all of a sudden it's a big deal so my question is why now uh, i remember there was that whistleblower who says he was a cia agent the, the video came out in the late 80s he, he had that really grovelly voice and in the end he's sitting in a playground and he says uh, i'm looking at all these kids 
And if they knew the future that they were going to hold, then I would just tell them to be ready. But he also, in his revelations, he predicted Project Bluebeam to occur in 2024. And a whole lot of other stuff that he talked about in that video has come true. So I think he, too, is a preamble for the big uh, Project Bluebeam space fake evasion. So what are some of the signs to look for? Obviously, uh, what has been public of late has been the disclosure hearings, the whistleblowers coming uh, forward, official government statements on this. But there's got to be a lot that's happening behind the scenes. Can you help bring some of that to light? Well, this is in the media, and I would say even some of the uh, revelations coming from the Pentagon is predictive programming to have these hearings now. Why now? Why all of a sudden all this uh, disclosure uh, uh, on a government level that I, I think the guy, David Grush, gave incredible testimony. And I was speaking down at Contact in the Desert when his first news briefs started to hit the uh, mainstream media. And he's basically saying they captured live aliens. They worked on backward engineering craft. They even uh, dissected a bunch of dead aliens. We've been doing this for decades, he basically said. And then to reevaluate his statements from the congressional hearings last week made even more revelations. But this is, I believe it's a setup, Jeremy. I think we're getting set up for this false reality being a last-ditch effort for total global control. Project Bluebeam is one of the most dangerous secret programs ever conceived. It has the potential to spark a global financial panic. We're already seeing that starting to set up. An outbreak of war already happening in the Ukraine. And even mass suicide. So when they did the War of the Worlds in the late 1930s, remember the uh, Orson Welles? Absolutely. The Brookings Institute, yeah, did a study and they watched people's reactions and some of them did commit suicide some of them went crazy and they used that orson wells radio show as justification for keeping the whole thing secret for some time but knowing darn well that if we were confronted with a real alien invasion or in their description creating this fake alien invasion there would be mass suicide that does play into the whole uh, dynamic of Bluebeam. Well, and as I mentioned, uh, you know, through some of the movies and television shows and whatnot that has been done, uh, it does uh, appear that they are priming us to be, uh, I guess, less sensitized to this. Yeah. Desensitized? Desensitized, yeah, to alien contact. Uh, and, and also just... Also keep in mind, it, it will trigger most people's emotions because organized religions rule our world and because of humanity's need to believe in a higher power. So the world religions would have a say in all this, too. And don't forget, part of the New World Order agenda is to usher in a one world religion. And that, too, is already taking place. I'm a book publisher, too, Jeremy, and at CCC Publishing we did five books by Leo Lyon Zagami, including his first one on The Last Pope. 
And in that book, he already describes how they're creating the one world religion capital in a city called Ashtana in Kazakhstan in Central Asia. And CNN called it the weirdest city in the world. And I've seen pictures and videos of it. There's obelisks and giant pyramids, and it's a futuristic city with all the world religion emblems emblazoned all over the place. So that part of it is also setting up now, too. And Leo Zagami was saying they were trying out the blending of Christianity and Islam, which they called Chrislam. So what are you doing Sunday, Jeremy? Should we go to a Chrislam ceremony? <laughs> Sounds kind of ridiculous to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pass on that one, uh, but you can go and, <laughs> and, and, and uh, report back to me. Uh, so what do you think is more likely here? Use our military in order to stage something, uh, which means we've got to bring down a craft. Uh, we maybe have to present a body of some sorts and actually use our own military to carry this out or just, you know, as they say, fake it till you make it and, uh, you know, present uh, maybe video or photographic evidence or some sort of biological sample and uh, try to go about it that way. Well, they would use also very cutting edge holographic technology as well, but it would go live. There would be collateral damage. I wouldn't even be surprised if people were killed uh, to make it more realistic. So I also have the opportunity to speak at conferences, and sometimes I'm the uh, moderator on panels. And I was moderating a super soldier panel a couple years ago, and Randy Kramer was on the panel, and we got to talking about Project Bluebeam, and Randy Kramer, who comes out of the programs and the 20 and back, he said that he was in favor of the fake alien invasion. In fact, he was even tasked with bringing it forth to the rest of the world. And I said, Randy, how is this possible? How can this be a good thing in any ways? How can this be sanctioned by the military? And he said, well, they have been working on technology for so long, for many decades, they don't know how to reveal it to the public. So this fake alien invasion could work in that regard where they roll out their anti-gravity craft, their uh, zero-point energy, running on free energy devices to fight the alien invasion, to win, and then save humanity. But at the same time, it's it's working towards this totalitarian agenda. Well, and the government looks a whole lot better in that situation in which if there was a, a fake alien invasion and then it's on mainstream news that extraterrestrials have invaded Earth, everything else, you know, throw it out the window. Forget that the government has lied to us, has known about this, has maybe even carried out about this stuff. Now they have an out to basically say, well, you know, we're only uh, – there's only one choice for us, which is to uh, acknowledge the presence. And if we feel it's a threat, then we have to uh, take steps to annihilate it. Exactly. And by doing so, they would give themselves the excuse of more of the joining of the world. You see, they don't want the, the, the conflicts between nations to achieve a one world government you have to have a certain amount of harmony. So the thinking here is that by bringing the world to the brink and then rolling out these fantastic toys, uh, that would seem like a unifying event. 
in which case they could say, well, now the UN is your world government. So I asked Randy Kramer, I said, well, who, who are the bad aliens? Who, who's going to be doing this invasion? And he said it was the insectoid race, which are kind of like uh, very sentient, large, tall, even bipedal, but they're like praying mantis. Mm-hmm. These insectoids have volunteered to be the bad guy. They are of a hive mind and they reproduce very quickly if they need to. So they're not really worried about dying. They will throw in thousands of their own insectoids to die. And how realistic would it be if we were all in our backyard watching some big uh, shootout between our forces and the insectoids and a ship blows up and in the backyard falls a big arm of one of the praying mantises right in somebody's uh, backyard? That would be pretty believable, I think. But according to Randy Kramer, it's all going to be staged, um, but with some collateral damage just for effect. So there will be, uh, as you mentioned, collateral damage. Uh, You have to basically uh, make an example out of the human race in order to make this believable. That's correct. Same with 9-11, just in the same way there was collateral damage there. It's problem-reaction-solution. It's always working towards a greater agenda. But there's actually a couple other steps before we get to the big space opera, and that is something has to really shake us to the bone and start to have people question their own religion and whether we're alone in the universe. So the first step could involve the creation of artificial earthquakes in very targeted places around the world. And keep in mind, a couple of months ago was that very much harp-controlled earthquake in southern Turkey. And one of the big archaeological sites near where that giant, massive earthquake, which left a big crack in the earth for dozens of miles, is Gobekli Tepe, now regarded as the oldest archaeological site in the world. So that's helping to redate things, too. Um, It's known that the electromagnetic frequency of the harp arrays can trigger these kind of artificial earthquakes. And indeed, there were all kind of colorful clouds and uh, people felt those frequencies the night of the earthquake. So these earthquakes still unearth previously undiscovered archaeological sites of great importance, likely showing bones of very large giants or ET craft remains. And I think this is a a very realistic possibility of this kind of disclosure in the coming months in Antarctica, which is winter down there now, but the travel season in summer starts in November. So it could still be at the end of this year. Big news story, craft in Antarctica, giants found down there. These new discoveries serve to discredit the beliefs of existing religions that were not alone and have never been alone. By controlling the Mockingbird media, the cabal will trick the world's nations into believing they have misunderstood and misinterpreted their religious doctrines all along. It's very likely that there are a large number of archaeological sites hiding an even bigger number of arcane mysteries. thought we'll continue our conversation with Brad Olson right after this. Stick with us. Into the Paranormal. Paranormal. 
They may try to uh, fake one on us. A stage alien invasion tonight is what we're discussing with Brad Olson, his website, bradolson.com. Olson's with an E, linked to his website and to his book as part of the Esoteric series, is up at paranormalradio.com in the episode notes. Uh, Brad, you were mentioning before the break about uh, discoveries being made that will then trick us into questioning our beliefs. Everything that we have known to be our truths is then questioned and then we start to second guess ourselves and we might uh, find salvation through uh, some sort of cabal or some elite uh, global governance that's the end goal that's what it's all about that's the problem reaction solution being the world government the hegelian dialectic so in this first phase we're already seeing absolutely groundbreaking news story, such as Lester Holt announcing the mothership in the solar system. But isn't it interesting that this story was just a one and done? In my opinion, this is the biggest news story in the history of news stories. We should still be talking about it and trying to understand what this craft is and how it can be okay. here. What <laughs> how did, it got here. So what forth. did Lester Holt say about the mothership? I got to admit, there's been so much news to catch up on. Uh, that one slipped by me. Just basically, very matter-of-factly, that the Pentagon re- released a report that there was a giant mothership. It was in the uh, orbit of Jupiter, I believe. Um, even some amateur archae- or uh, astronomers have cited it. It is massive. It is still out there. It's just hovering. But that's not to say it or others haven't been there all along. My whole point in all this, Jeremy, is why now? Why is this getting so much attention? And then why does it come out with a big flash and then go dark again? So I do believe this is a form of predictive programming, one of these big shocks to get us to start questioning everything we think we know about reality and priming us for the next step. And so phase two is the big fake space show involving sounds and extremely realistic holograms in the sky using technology that's being kept secret from the public. Project Bluebeam, the artisans, will create a worldwide celestial show that mimics a global second coming of Christ. So this is part of the sky show, too, that when we're already having our whole world rocked around us, the appearance of other religious world figures, depending on the countries in which they're displayed. Different holograms will be played on various zones according to the zone's predominant religious beliefs. So in the West and in Europe, North America, Jesus Christ would appear. In the Middle East, could be Mohammed. Certainly in the East and Buddhist countries, it would be the Buddha, Confucius, Uh, The list goes on. The whole pantheon of Hindu gods in India. All with the ability of using voice-to-skull technology. So we would also be hearing what these holograms are saying to us. This is how advanced it's gotten and also how diabolical the whole thing is to just absolutely hoodwink and trick everybody in the world to believe that this is all real. Yeah, I mean, if Jesus comes down from the sky, who's uh, to say that's 
not Jesus. It you know if the 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 technology is so good through the hologram, uh, we would be none the wiser. No, we wouldn't, and nor would more ignorant people, who many of which are uneducated. All they know is religion, and if they were to see their predominant figure in the sky talking to them using voice to skull technology. And in my book, Beyond Esoteric, I do go through all these steps, including a quote from Lieutenant John Alexander, who wrote an article entitled The New Mental Battlefield. Beam me up, Spock. And he describes it as this. If it is possible to feed artificial thought into magnetic field via satellite the mind control of the entire planet is now possible he wrote this about two decades ago an individual's only resistance would be to consistently question the motivation behind the thoughts and not act upon thoughts which they consider to be outside their own ideological religious and moral boundaries We'll have more with Brad Olson after our top-of-the-hour news break somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Thank you for making Into the Paranormal the number one podcast on TalkStream Live's Paranormal Radio app. to join in the United States and Canada this evening is 503-506-0396. That's 503-506-0396. 503-506-0396. I'm talking with Brad Olson. You know him from the Beyond Esoteric book and the others in the series. And we've been talking about Project Bluebeam, Blue about a staged alien invasion, uh, does seem like the seeds are being planted uh, more so each and every day to carry out what has been discussed about for an awful long time, but seems now to be coming towards, uh, at least to fruition. Uh, about this mind-controlling of the entire planet uh, through this voice-to-skull technology, uh, that well, that pretty much means, Brad, that uh, even if say, we're not so sure about going along with this plan, that they might implant that thought into our heads, uh, that we should cooperate, we should go along with them. Well, and it would be extremely believable. We would all think we are being spoken to, but this voice to skull technology, this is not years, but decades old. DARPA has been toying around with this since uh, the late 1990s. So I think they're holding a lot of these cards, Jeremy, even including the uh, hologram cards. We've seen holograms in shopping malls with whales jumping out of the water and basketball 
stadiums or dragons flying around baseball stadiums. Uh, Tupac Shakur and Michael Jackson are both going on tour as holograms. So the technology is very well advanced, including this voice of skull technology. And they are not below the ability, not only technologically speaking, but their moralistic values to pull one over, hoodwink the entire planet, is their last play. This is what Werner von Braun said, that they would do this fake alien invasion before they ushered in full one world government domination to everybody, not just certain countries, but they want the whole world involved. Well, now with deep fakes where we can make anybody pretty much say uh, or do anything, that has to add a whole new element to this. Uh, for instance, if we deep fake the president, uh, the president could go on national television and make a statement that Earth has been contacted by an extraterrestrial race, that ships are landing in states all around the country, and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, but that's before they have a chance to stop it. And then the message is out there, and then it's pure pandemonium. That's right. And add to this the worldwide political anarchy that would come from it people being extremely agitated and confused and the general panic caused by these global engineered catastrophes and the road to destruction becomes very obvious. So there, there's no qualms about burning it all down to build it up again. They've actually spoken in those terms that you have to destroy the system to rebuild it in the way they want it. And the third and final step, Jeremy, we're not quite done yet, that is the NASA Blue Beam project called the Telepathic Electronic Two-Way Communication. Basically, this voice to skull technology making everybody feel schizophrenic, hearing voices in their minds of the returning religious figures. And that article by Colonel Alexander sums it up per perfectly. So then they'll phase out cash which we're already seeing now, in order to usher in the final global implementation of the new world independence. This is really what it's all about. The techniques used in the final step are exactly the same as those used in the past by the USSR to force people to accept communism. The same technique will be used in the United States to implement the new world order and to persuade the Vatican to endorse the one world religion, which they're already doing. This final step focus on radical currency change. Remember, they want to usher in uh, Fed now and get us all hooked on uh, in income that they provide in uh, CBDC um, cryptocurrencies. And once people get hooked on it, then Project Bluebeam could begin with some kind of worldwide economic disaster. Not a complete crash, but enough to allow the cabal to introduce this in-between currency before the one-world currency of electronic cash to replace all paper or plastic money. They're already trying it in Nigeria right now, and there's a lot of blowback trying to take cash out of the currency. The in-between currency will be used to force anyone with savings to convert it or turn in their cash or physical gold. This is because the cabal understands that people who have money are not dependent upon them. And moneyed citizens will be the ones 
who counter the insurrection against the cabal's diabolical plans. So there are many steps in this, several of which we're seeing already. That's why I call it the opening salvos of Project Bluebeam. And then it's going to ramp up towards the end of this year. And then supposedly the whole thing goes down next year. So when we hear about shadow government, something that uh, the whistleblower David Grush brought up and basically saying, well, of course, Congress isn't going to know about this because this goes above their heads. Individuals like Stephen Greer talking during his press conference about a shadow government or an elite or a cabal, New World Order. I think we're all talking about the same thing when we hear about those claims, knowing what we know about Project Bluebeam, that is not too far-fetched. It's not far-fetched at all. And I just happened to have uh, met Dr. Greer and talked to him at the uh, first annual Consciousness Awards in Miami last weekend. Very good guy. And and one of the first things we started to talk about, he was saying, too, that Project Bluebeam is being talked again very seriously with some of his military high up insiders and so they're being briefed and there is a counter to it there are the white hats which could try to throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing in which case this would be pretty interesting if they tried to do it but there were so many glitches in the system it would seem realistic but then we'd see the whole thing start breaking apart and then uh their plans would not be implemented Uh, if they're even going to try it. But I think just the fact that we continue to talk about it and warn people and make them aware that this is a possibility could also have an effect because an awakened and aware populace is not good for their plans because we would be the moneyed people off the grid uh, in sorts that would resist this one world government every step of the way. Is NASA complicit in this, Brad? Yes, they are. It's their plan. And this was where Werner von Braun was working for NASA. He helped start it up and was the one to say, I I can't sleep with myself at night. I have to tell my assistant, Carol Rosen, who I heard speak way back in the late 1990s. And her story has never changed how Werner von Braun kept emphasizing to her, this will be the final card they're going to play, Carol. They're going to do the fake alien invasion so they can usher in this one world government. And he would say, don't ever believe it. If they ever do it, it's fake and people can't fall for it. That must mean that the military then is in on it as well. Factions of it. Factions of the military are totally down with it. And that's what Randy Kramer was saying too, that they feel like this is a good opportunity to roll out their hardware and end up being the good guys. But other factions like the White Hat see the whole distortion and this diabolical plan to rule the world and are opposing it. So that's the other thing that's going on, this silent war with quiet weapons in the sidelines. But we are at war, and some of the theater of war is now taking place in outer space. And this could also tie into the realism of a Project Bluebeam Sky Show. So in an invasion scenario, uh, we've always heard about, well, will extraterrestrials land on the White House lawn? Uh, I mean, (laughs) 
Would that happen? Would there be ships that come down in cities across the country? Uh, how, how do we expect this would play out? Like the movie Independence Day, right? When they're right. they're landing, but then they blow up the White House. No, we're going to war with you. Or Mars attacks. We come friendly, Again, but no, we're really not friendly. Planting the seed. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. So I guess no, it so could I, be all of the above. They wouldn't land on the lawn. Sorry, no, they wouldn't land on the White House lawn in a realistic scenario. Um, but maybe in a Project Bluebeam scenario, they would do something like that to make a show out of it. Or it could be uh, not everybody sees it, but they play it over television, as you mentioned, just to say Washington, D.C. under attack. But if, if the city gets evacuated and we have nothing to go on but the videos they're feeding us, um, it could seem very realistic watching it on TV. But again, it would all be fake. So would there actually be craft coming down from the skies? Would there potentially be laser weapons, uh, crash landing, uh, aliens running in the streets, that whole thing? Uh, not to that degree, but Randy Kramer said that the insectoids would volunteer themselves to be the bad guys and to be their own collateral damage. Maybe that's what it takes to really shock people into believing that this is real is, yeah, perhaps seeing a crash come down or hearing about it in the next town over. It'll be interesting to what degree it plays out. But other people that I've talked to about Project Bluebeam, that's at conferences and secret space program people, don't think that it really has enough oomph that several of the holographic projectors have been taken offline, most especially those in outer space, which would be coming down, projecting those from satellites. Some uh, insiders I've talked to say that they've already been disabled and that there's no way they could pull off Bluebeam or it would come across as so fake and so many glitches that everybody would know. And then this would be the last Hail Mary of this cabal group that wants to implement this new world order. And then hopefully the po positive timeline is they all get rounded up and given military trials and tribunals and uh, are given justice as fit with uh, this kind of deception over the whole world. What are the chances of that though? I know maybe I'm being optimistic, but, we got to think that there could be a silver lining, and that could be the total collapse of this globalist cabal. And that is what has to happen in order for the human race to move on to a prophesized golden age, a period where all this technology comes out, free energy, we don't need to pollute the world anymore, and zero-point energy, anti-gravity craft, all very realistic, all have been invented, not years, but decades ago. Just Hold that thought. More with Brad Olson is to come. And if you'd like to call in 503-506-0396 in the U.S. or Canada, we'll be back. Into the Paranormal. What do you have to say? Uh, do you think that uh, 
This is going to be used to carry out a New World Order agenda. By this, I mean a staged alien invasion. Will Project Blue Book come to life? I'm Jeremy Scott. This is Into the Paranormal, 503-506-0396 in the United States and Canada. That's 503-506-0396, or you can Skype into the program at ITP51, talking with Brad Olson. You know him as the author of the three-part esoteric series, Modern Esoteric, Future Esoteric, and Beyond Esoteric. Many other books as well. He's a publisher. He's a public speaker. He produces an events, world traveler, researcher, and author. And uh, that just about covers it, right, Brad? (laughs) Yeah, you got me covered there, Jeremy. (laughs) That's it in a nutshell. Uh, You must uh, live a very interesting life, getting... uh, uh, to explore a lot of the world. Yeah, I've had the great opportunity of being able to go to all seven continents, including Antarctica. And now that I'm uh, public speaking at a lot of these conferences, getting to meet a lot of the thought shifters and people who are involved in disclosure, which in my opinion is the most important subject any of us could endeavor to encourage it coming out, but also to understand what the motives are of extraterrestrials coming here. Or notice how we've always been taught to look to the skies, extraterrestrials coming from faraway planets. What about right below our feet? What about inner terrestrials right here from Earth in an underground base where they're Earthlings in their own form too, uh, but have very advanced abilities. And then finally, there are the ultra terrestrials that are able to transit between our dense third dimensional reality and other dimensions. So they're able to phase in and out through walls, which many abductees say they've been taken right out of their own bedroom with these creatures standing around them. And then they all get beamed up to a ship and then they wake up and have their memories swiped. So we're talking about beings that have a level of technology that only science fiction writers have written about. But in this case, uh, life is stranger than art, and it does imitate. So these are realities that are coming forth that we have been interacting with interterrestrial, extraterrestrial, or ultra-terrestrials for many, many millennia. So... What is the motive of these beings that you mentioned? Uh, is it to annihilate us, like in some sort of shooting war, or otherwise? Is it to uh, bring us along for personal development, uh, maybe to intervene, uh, or to just observe? What do you say? Well, there's all kinds. But look, if they wanted to capture the planet, they could have done so very easily 100 years ago before we've played catch-up. That's really why our U.S. military sold out and allowed abductions and cattle mutilations to occur here in America because they were trading for technology. They'd always wanted to be able to give a good fight if it were to come to that. That was the mentality after World War II when a lot of this madness began with Truman being the president when the UFO flyover in Washington, D.C. in 1952. Well, a lot of people thought at the time that that was aliens flying over our most sensitive airspace, but really it was the Antarctic Germans in their honeyboo craft 
in a show of force saying, you know look, what? we can penetrate. That's exactly yep. what the guest last night said. I just love how the shows uh, seemingly fit together like a puzzle. All right, we've got more to come with Brad Olson, but we are at our bottom of the hour news break, so we must step aside or they'll yank me off the air. So we're going to go there casually, and we'll be back with Brad Olson on Into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. Paranormal news. What exactly happens to the body when we inevitably pass? After our organs shut down, the body begins to decay. But to what extent? Sometimes they're consumed by scavengers and insects or exposed to the elements, making determining how long the person has been dead a challenge. A team of researchers studied the decomposition process in the bodies of piglets, specifically how clothing reacts to environmental and biological factors. They found that the fabrics began to transform due to exposure and changed in shape and texture. Clothes can preserve crucial evidence in forensic investigations, and this study found that fabrics can hold significant evidence that changes as bodies decompose while being exposed to the elements. The results could be a potential game changer in investigating crimes. George Henry, Paranormal News. Nobody will believe the invasion of the saucer men. More objects have landed around the world. This is one of 12. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How did he, how did he look? Like we're doomed. We are. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army from the planet Mars. Coordinated attacks on metropolitan areas. My fellow Americans, this is a momentous occasion. It is profoundly moving to know there is intelligent life out there. Alien life. And our world will never feel quite the same again. Dial into the paranormal from the U.S. and Canada at 503-506-0396 or reach us internationally on Skype at ITP51. Is science fiction planting the seed of what's to come, opening our eyes to the possibilities, primus, uh, priming us for an eventual alien invasion even if the invasion is staged even if it is not real uh which to carry out a new world order agenda if you have questions or comments about that we would love to hear them in the final half hour of the program with my guest tonight brad olson uh, we heard some clips there from some of the uh most famous movies that have uh, addressed this subject and perhaps Science fiction is in on this uh, and perhaps working with the elites in order to perpetrate the message. What do you say, Brad? Oh, yeah. Well, that's called predictive programming. Of course, they would be doing this right at about this time, a year or so before they're going to do it to get everybody thinking about it. 
That's why there was a, a blackout on anything alien for 75 years since the Roswell crash. But all of a sudden now it's the most important thing. And these hearings are going in front of the Congress, uh, the press club with Dr. Greer's bringing out new whistleblowers. Uh, and, and it's appearing as a mainstream media news story. And it just, to me, smacks of a setup that we're going to be prepared for this when it comes, which by all counts is next year. One of the things that we have in this country is the emergency alert system, the EAS system. I'm very familiar with this as a radio guy. Uh, We've been doing those tests uh, since as far back as I can remember, uh, you know, and staying legal, providing that as a public service to those who need the information through the airwaves, dedicating the the uh, the airwaves in order to get that information out. And perhaps another way in which to carry this out is through the emergency alert system to take over television and radio. Oh, exactly. And they know the power of not only the media, but also if it were to go over the emergency broadcast system, then everybody always would believe that's true. So if it were working in conjunction with all these different systems and say the military and or governments of the world started making press releases and politicians started talking about it, just like Ronald Reagan, this goes all the way back to the early 1980s when he appeared in front of the United Nations. And I'm paraphrasing, but he said, wouldn't it bring us all together as a one world if we were confronted with an enemy from another planet? So you could say that the preparation for this has really been decades in the making. Absolutely. So you took us through the steps of implementation. What happens after this is implemented? Well, then they're they're going to roll out the uh, one world government and one world currency and one world religion. They all kind of tie together into this new world order agenda. Now, who is this cabal? Who are the deep staters that are putting this out? If you look back on early dictionaries, pre-World War II and even after World War II, the definition of fascism is when a government controls corporations. Now we have a new kind of fascism. Back to the first section of Beyond Esoteric is called neo-fascism. So people can understand that now it's quite the opposite. You have corporations controlling governments. And when you have heads of corporations, which by the way, the Supreme Court ruled, what was it, 15 years ago, that, oh, corporations have the same rights as people. And they're being headed by these globalists who don't want their names known, that want to make their decisions behind closed doors. And you have asset holding companies like BlackRock, which has been described as the sixth arm of government because of their tremendous control in this neo-fascist model. You have the perfect recipe for this new kind of fascism to take over the world and these technocrats. Uh, would be calling the shots. Unelected officials, oh, but they're globalists. Oh, they're really rich, but they're the ones who are pulling the strings of government now under their control as a captured operation. And for those just joining us, again, the timeline for this is what? 
Well, it's already happening now, the opening salvos. But I would say the big space opera with the Messiah in the sky and then the fake alien invasion holographic war is slated for 2024 sometime next year. And what is the agenda uh, beyond getting us all as one? I mean, we know one world government, one religion, one everything, and and then what? Well, but then we would get hooked up to a social credit score. They're already rolling this out in China. You say something on a, a paranormal show, tomorrow I'd go to get groceries with my CBDC, and they decide to cut me off. So they would have total control over people's lives, and that's the way they would keep everybody in line. So it goes back to that cashless society and, uh, you know, the the totally digital uh, economy. Yeah, and, and we're seeing the writing on the wall already. They're, they're already pushing it. This is the month in August that they're going to roll out the Fed now and say, oh, everybody gets a a basic income. Well, I know a lot of homeless or poor people when I lived in the Bay Area, they would clamor at the opportunity to get $2,000 a month, even if it is in a CBDC. But they've already said that currency in that way could have an expiration date. Also meaning they could take it away from you if they don't like you or they consider you subversive. So this is very dangerous territory we're now treading in we're seeing the writing on the wall, what they want to do with this. Uh, the ultimate goal, though, sounds uh, like making us prisoners on our own planet. <laughs> Hence the subtitle of Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet. Yeah, I mean, do we stand a chance? Well, we do. The revolution is consciousness. The revolution on our side is people waking up. Not a shot needs to be fired on our side, but non-compliance going along with the non-violent resistant movements from basically from Gandhi being the father of India using non-violent resistance to Martin Luther King, the father of the civil rights movement. They were both peace activists and they got their cue from uh, Thoreau, who was basically a civil war resistor and he said this is the way you can do it this is the only thing you can do even if they send you to jail you can still resist because your conscience is more important than their ideology so if you believe it at your core that you're a peaceful person and you can't go to war well Thoreau made the case that it's better to go to jail which Gandhi did which Martin Luther King did to support their convictions than to be violent. And the big movements, that's why we celebrate uh, Martin Luther King Day and not Malcolm X Day, who said, take up arms and fight the oppressor. Martin Luther King took more of a uh, love thy enemy, and we can do it by just not going along with things, such as the Rosa Parks protest uh, that really sparked the Civil War movement by not giving up a seat to a white passenger. That was nonviolent resistance. And when other people start to recognize it and start doing it, then it is really a big force for change. So why not the grays as far as, uh, you know, carrying this out, uh, the, the alien invasion? 
uh, seems like the greys uh, are the most known species of them all. Is there a reason why the insectoids uh, uh, are going to oh, be carrying this out? It's only what Randy Kramer said, that he said they had agreed to do it. Uh, greys perhaps don't want to get involved. And there's good information that a lot of the greys and the Draco reptoids are being removed from the planet. So they will not interfere with the ascension. You see, because really we're on two timelines right now. The one we've been talking about all night, ushering in this new world order is timeline two. But it's not the likely scenario. The likely scenario is timeline one, and that is we do shake the yoke of our oppression and we're able to move into a golden age, a utopian period for humanity where we can put an end to war. We can clean up this planet using technology. Think about just the desalinization plant that was working on free energy. We could create the ocean's water, which, by the way, we live on an ocean planet. The surface is 71% covered in oceans. If we can convert that salt water into fresh water, we can turn the deserts back into garden oases again. There's so much we can do, and humans are very clever creatures that we can pull this, <laughs> we can pull this off if we're given the opportunity. Brad, uh, what kind of advanced technology do you think will be used or is being used in order to carry this out? I could, you know, see direct energy weapons, but probably others as well. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, the main tool would be this holographic technology, but also showing off some of the hardware in real time. Uh, fighting perhaps a, a fake space war, you, our craft fighting holograms, but making it look very realistic. Uh, there's so much in the arsenal now. If you just look at the flow chart of what DARPA has become, which is basically a knockoff of what the Nazis did under Hans Kommel. They had a whole system very similar to DARPA where they're creating all these different programs, much of which based on down craft and backward engineering technology. And this is where the Germans became very advanced, so far advanced that we're still playing catch up to try to reproduce some of their uh, dish-shaped craft. I think we're already there. I mean, Bob Lazar said he witnessed the sport craft model at uh, S4 near Area 51 in Nevada way back in the 1980s. So we have those craft and they're learning how to implement them and put them into a material uh, military context brad appreciate you so much uh coming on the program tonight and uh discussing this with us tell the audience about your books your website uh, where they can follow you uh find you at a conference uh, that whole nine yards yeah sure thanks uh people want to find out more about what i'm up to my projects and my conference schedule Go to bradolson.com. That's B-R-A-D-O-L-S-E-N.com. You'll see that information there. If you're interested in my books and you want to pick up a signed copy of one of the esoteric guides or some of my other travel books, go to cccpublishing.com, and you'll also find a dozen other authors that are published, including Leo Lyon-Zagami, Michael Jaco's new book, Awakening of a Warrior, has just shipped from the printer, and we got Laura Eisenhower coming on board next spring with her very first book in which she makes some incredible family and insider 
testimony that Eisenhower inherited a very bad deal from Truman. And that was the creation of the CIA, which quickly went out of control, and many other agencies that Truman had founded to fight this force. Because, of course, he knew when you have UFOs flying over the Capitol in the summer of 1952 that we are already confronted with a enemy that can fly pole to pole at incredible speeds, according to what Admiral Byrd said right after the Battle of High Jump in early 1947. So we will continue our program right after this. Got to go to break. Into the paranormal. Operation Invasion tonight, somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. You are listening to Into the Parabnormal. I'm your host, Jeremy Scott. My guest tonight is Brad Olson, bradolson.com with an E, his website. The Esoteric Series of Books is what he's most known from, but he's got others as well. Uh, Three-letter agencies created in which to... Uh, attack the UFO, or now, as it's called, UAP threat. Uh, What, because we're outmanned, or at least we were? Well, in the context of the end of World War II, a lot of people think, oh, the Allies won, that was that, Nazism was defeated. What we aren't told through history, and I do chronicle this, in all three of my esoteric series of books is that the Nazis did reform in micronations of South America, giant land holdings in Chile, Argentina, and Brazil that I discovered when I was down there five years ago on my way to Antarctica, as well as bases in New Schwabenland, Antarctica. So they were a third force that was basically fanning the flame of discontent between the Cold War Uh, adversaries, the Soviet bloc and and the NATO bloc. And we're still seeing that playing out today in what's going on in Ukraine. And isn't it interesting that on the uniform of some of the Ukrainian soldiers are the black sun, the occultic symbols of Nazi Germany. So they didn't really lose the war. In fact, they kept their bases in the new Schwabenland area. I was looking at Cold War era maps of Antarctica before I went down there. The Germans never left. They just put a West German flag on some of the bases that remain there to this day. So there's so much untold history that we just didn't get in our history lessons. Uh, In fact, it was Voltaire, the French philosopher, that said history is the Mississippi of lies because it really is written by the winner. And and this is uh, the part of our history that has been omitted. Sean Kirkpatrick, who is the director of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office at the Department of Defense, he's the individual who was speaking along with Avi Loeb about the mothership that we mentioned earlier in the program. He also testified this past April at the second UFO hearing that has been held on this subject in the past year, of course, and then we had the one just last week. Uh, but this is the guy who told us that craft could originate from a mothership, that some do not obey the laws of physics, and that all possibilities 
are on the table. That includes aliens. When we talk about being outmanned, apparently, in an interview with ABC News, Sean Kirkpatrick says he is concerned about the technical capabilities of whatever this is. What keeps you up at night? Technical surprise. And that could be adversary technical surprise or extraterrestrial technical surprise. What do you make of the terminology uh, technical surprise, Brad? Well, technical surprises could be the holograms. And he just said possible alien invasion, too, in so many words. So, again, predictive programming. They're putting little vignettes in our mind so when it happens, it doesn't seem so incredibly out of the ordinary that we've already been prepped for it. Yeah, and you have, uh, well, officials, it seems like, uh, every couple of weeks saying something that does uh, say this is not ours uh, it's got to be either another country's or it's got to be um, extraterrestrial. Do you lean towards any of those possibilities more heavily than another? Well, I would just say that there are two kinds of extraterrestrials. Don't get caught up in what they look like or if they have scales or slits in their eyes. What it all comes down to is what is their motive? Are they in service to self in which they would do abductions and cattle mutilations and whatever it is their agenda is all about? But there are benevolent ETs who are in service to all. Those are the ones we want to align with. And those are the ones who do not support this kind of deception, because that's ultimately what Project Bluebeam would be, is a massive deception on the whole world. And so I think it's going to fail miserably if they do attempt to do it. But I just would say all the signs are that it's coming. Brad, thanks so much for the program tonight. Oh, you're very welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. Great talking to you again. My pleasure. Brad Olson, bradolson.com, where you can find out more information. We'll talk to you next time somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. Good night, and God bless. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.